0: the one of the things that's a little bit prickly and unapproachable of the real estate space in particular not not to go straight into real estate it's just the fact that like i mean i even grew up in a real estate household i've technically been in real estate quote unquote since the age of 6 and i still didn't get it i mm-hmm. like like my, my my dad was a broker for 30 years in residential real estate i was literally working in his business doing stuff like open houses when i was a teenager but there's such a broad world of real estate, right? right. And, and, and you, you and I have talked about this in the past. There's so many flavors of what that means. And so I didn't understand investing in in things like mm-hmm. real estate. I understood the broker side, like uh, like the transaction side, only in residential. I, sure. I didn't understand you could buy pieces of an apartment building, uh, you know, and and, and still get cash flow from that as an example. So it's just remarkable because I went that that 13 years going, cool, we are we have a great plan. And I think most people, to your point, kind of sleepwalk through it and, mm-hmm. and they, they don't realize you have other options and you don't have to necessarily go quit your day job. And frankly, I don't think most people
1: should. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to Weiss Advice. I am your host, Yona Weiss, as always, and it is a pleasure. I'm so glad you took the time to join us today. I'm with someone very special, Spencer Hillegas, out in San Francisco. What's going on, Spencer? Hey, Yana,
0: really an honor to be here. No, I think it's a great opportunity for you and I to reconnect, but also just kind of talk about everything under the sun. It sounds interesting to us right now, so really a pleasure.
1: Absolutely. You know, it's a new year. There's a lot going on. A lot of changes happened in the past year, and I'm sure maybe we'll talk about some of the changes that, that you guys have gone through in the past year, but yeah, it's, it's always good to reconnect to people, and, and this is a great platform. So for you listeners who want to have a little context, who's this guy that we're reconnecting with? Yeah. <laughs> so Spencer is the co-founder with his wife, Jennifer, of Madison Investing. So it's a real estate investment company. Spencer had a background in startups, in managing sales teams, and uh, development of, of companies. Uh, lending Home, you may have heard of. Pretty big company that's out there. He worked with them for quite a while. And he is really you know, taking on the real estate investing space with a with a bang. I mean, I I think it's pretty impressive over the past couple of years, what you've been able to accomplish. Maybe you'll uh, talk about your own accolades for a minute there, but, but yeah, tell us a little more about, you know, what, what have you accomplished in in the past, past year during this pandemic?
0: Yeah. And thanks so much for the tee up, you know? So I think great background on me. I mean, in the end, I'm I'm just a regular dude, like so many of the other folks out there, but at the end uh, we are now uh, co-sponsored in about, let's see, about eight, 8,000 units of commercial real estate, uh, about 600 million, um, in, in transaction volume. We started off as residential real estate investors ourselves, you know, just two working executive professionals in Silicon Valley and based out here in the Bay area. Mm -hmm. Um, my co-founder and wife, Jennifer, um, she was more heavy on the marketing side. I was more heavy on the operations and, and kind of sales leadership side across five companies, three of which were unicorns, you know, that means they were worth over a billion bucks, you know, That was a heck of a journey and and, you know in so much of the real estate circles you hear folks say that they they're running away from their day job that that just wasn't my experience you know i i actually really enjoyed i i enjoyed my my career um there, there were times of absolute stress oh for sure you know including like a kind of a pivotal moment when I didn't get to see my uh, my infant son for you know uh, at at night after work for like a period of two weeks when I was working eighty to hundred hours a week in in an, in an office and I realized years ago something had to change and and, and you know we were really following uh, the broken Silicon Valley wealth plan as it were which is kind of how I call it uh, and this, this is kind of brief but I think it's helpful couching for where my head's at and kind of how okay. we think about things these days Yona you know so many folks are making outstanding income day job. Coming in um, like folks in our network, you know, working at Facebook or Netflix or Salesforce, all that stuff, these big tech companies, but they don't really have like a, an exit strategy from that career. Right. And all of their income and financial stability is tied to that income from those jobs. And right. for the rest of the folks that are working at small companies, they're they're waiting for that big Google Facebook exit where they're gonna suddenly hit the, the Silicon Valley lottery. Uh, and for most folks, that's just not gonna happen. So we were following a similar playbook candidly, you know, right. in, uh, for many years. And eventually um, we realized real estate offered cash flow, this wonderful thing called cash flow. So we started investing in residential real estate properties, kind of realized that was more hands-on than we wanted to do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, want to be fully passive eventually. Uh, yeah. And and uh, so we started doing LP, so limited partner investments and syndications. Uh, and now full time, I retired, quote unquote, <laughs> retired from my tech career uh, about a, coming up on a year and a half ago. Um, to, do our, to run our company full-time, uh, Madison Investing. And, and, and that's just been an absolute joy. I mean, it's still a ton of work, and I, but it's work that I gladly wake up and do every day to be a more present dad and, and husband and be able to help other investors avoid walking that path for the rest of their lives, but just by right, working full-time and chasing the, the Silicon Valley lottery, you know? So, yeah. so that was long, longer an answer.
1: <laughs> no, but that's, what, that's really what it's all about. I mean, the, so few people, and I think you you kind of touched on that, so few will even get that realization that they're just on that hamster wheel and going that's right. around, and think that, like you said, there's no exit strategy. People aren't thinking right. about the light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, sure, probably these you know people in Silicon Valley have stock options, you know, and they have uh, all kinds of things like that that they're thinking. Well, you know, they're going to be worth X amount, or maybe they even worth now, you know, X amount. What can I do with that? But again, that's still you you're, you're going to get taxed very heavily. On a lot of that stuff, including your your high paying income. Totally. What you know, what's the game plan? And I think people don't think about the the game plan. And as you said you know, yourself, what's gonna be, you know, how am I gonna raise my kids? Like I want to spend more time with them. And and if the job is not allowing for that, well, change it. Like do something about that. Like, That's right. Be in control of your own life.
0: That's right. And and frankly, I think. The, one of the things that's a little bit prickly and unapproachable of the real estate space, in particular, not not to go straight into real estate, is just the fact that, like, I mean, I even grew up in a real estate household. I've technically been in real estate, quote unquote, since the age of six, and I still didn't get it. I mm-hmm. like, like, my, my my dad was a broker for thirty years in residential real estate. I was literally working in his business doing stuff like open houses when I was a teenager. But there's such a broad World of real estate, right? right. I mean, and you, you, and I have talked about this in the past. There's so many flavors of what that means, and so I didn't understand investing in in things like mm-hmm. real estate. I understood the broker side, like uh, like the transaction side, only in residential. I, I sure. didn't understand you could buy pieces of an apartment building, uh, you know, and and, and still get cash flow from that, as an example. So it's just remarkable because I went that that 13 years going. Cool, we are. We have a great plan. And I think most people, to your point, kind of sleepwalk through it and, mm-hmm. and they they don't realize you have other options and you don't have to necessarily go quit your day job. And frankly, I don't think most people should. But if you want to go native, as it were, uh, and eventually decide that you want to go full time and do something similar to, to, to what I've done, it is certainly achievable. You do have to work extraordinarily hard to get there mm-hmm. and you have to do it on nights and weekends. So. Passive is where most people end up netting out is like the best strategy for them, right. and, that, and that's what we help people do these days. We Absolutely. help our investors. Uh, do and, I, that.
1: and that's how you started. I mean, just just going in, like you said, like investing. I mean, you had some some residential, but you know, heavily in the syndication in this field. Started off investing passively in syndications. Is that something you know, moving, having moved into the full time in in doing this and running Madison Investing, is is something you feel like? Uh, is a little bit saturated in terms of people, all these mentorship programs and all these coaching things, and people, a lot of people coming into the space trying to do what you're doing.
0: Yep. You know, it's a topic that I'm going to be very thoughtful in terms of how I frame this. So, um, yes, <laughs> is the is the quick and dirty answer. Um, yes, I think that uh, it's a very appealing narrative, right? I mean, who doesn't find it exciting? And like, frankly kind of like, it's like a sexy sounding narrative, right? You're like, the, the, you know that's why it's put in all the marketing collateral that's out there for every single firm that's somehow involved in cash flowing anything. It's like quit quit your day job, you know, quit the rat race, whatever. The challenge with that is most of that literature, most of those programs, are tailored around like 99% of them. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm making that stat up, you know, so an estimate don't quote me on that one. Right. I'd say, but my, my, my observation has been, and I think this is probably pretty close to reality. The vast majority are, are centered around going and becoming the asset manager of a real estate piece of property that, and, and, and that is, that is a fully different career. Totally like different. it is a, I mean you're, you're talking about managing construction projects. You're talking about fixing utilities problems. You're talking about I mean frankly like looking at financials that you may not inherently find interesting and want to wake up and do every day. Right. So, that's pretty darn confusing for most people. You know, you can go on a website, listen to a couple dozen podcasts or in my case before I got way into this 400 plus podcasts, I don't I don't think anyone needs to do that much, but you know just listen to Jonas and you'll be good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 all that to be to, to say like it's a whole different career. And, and it's, what's fascinating is, is I think a lot of that saturation that you see out there comes from a place of people thinking it's a hobby. And that's when it gets a little dicey is, is, is people realizing they sign themselves up, uh, for more than they, they bargained for. And, and the last comment here, you know, and I just want to mention this because it seems to relate, it, it seems to resonate for folks when mm-hmm. I've shared this.
1: Sure.
0: It, I started using the term boomerang investor and, I have brought this up a couple times on LinkedIn, which I wouldn't be in any shape, way, shape or form uh, using the way I do now without your guidance and help, by the way. So I have to give Yona full credit for being one of the guys that got me initially into doing a daily post. And now I've been doing that for almost a year and a half. So thank you, Yona. Yeah. And go follow Yona if you don't follow him yet. But the boomerang investor, said simply, is a person who goes out, gets the bug of real estate, hits up places like biggerpockets.com, which is an excellent website and a great resource. Devours podcasts, studies, reads tons of books, but then looks at the fact that maybe they can get more zeros on their returns, and they're probably really smart. You know, most of these successful folks Mm -hmm. in W two careers are very smart, so they're used to saying, "Well, I can go do it. Why would I let someone else do something that I can do better and I can get I can make more money from it?" Mm -hmm. That they go off and spend two years to three years. Literally, this is based on actual people who invest with us passively. Now they go off and try and do that themselves. They spend tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars. They burn thousands of hours of time. They rack up some pretty substantial frustration. And then they boomerang back and call, maybe it's me, maybe it's someone else. They they find someone else who can help them invest passively. And they kind of realize, well, gee, I probably should have thought through, do I actually enjoy what I'm doing in this new career? You know, a couple of years later. So that's the boomerang investor based on real people that I work with now. (laughs) And,
1: And I'll be honest. I mean, that... It's one of the struggles that I personally, right, struggle with because, you know, personally, because I really want to be more involved in real estate. I've been involved a little bit in, in certain aspects of it, but I really love what I do. Okay? Right. And, right. And, and so if I can be involved, but I also have that, you know, I think it's 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 a fair kind of judgment call that I would like to be more actively involved because yes, I can make more money doing that. And, and two, you know, I, I trust myself a lot more than I trust, you know, other people. And that will take a long time to do the due diligence to actually find those people that I, I want to put my, you know, harder money with. So I'm struggling with that myself. I really want to be, you know, much more involved, but I don't really like or I have an experience and I, I know what I'm good at and I know what I really would like to do, it's not ma- managing assets and it's not doing financial underwriting, right? Right. And it, it's definitely not dealing with tenants, but you know, that doesn't come up so much with, uh, you know, when you have property management, you're dealing with larger commercial or multifamily properties. But so that being said, this is a struggle, a real struggle a lot of people deal with. And I think what you're saying is so fascinating. You don't have to do that. Like there are so many options out there. And don't think that you have to like do everything yourself. Don't think you have to throw out, you know, quit your job and just jump in and be full-time in real estate to get the maximum benefits of it.
0: There's so many different things I want to bite on there, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause I hope the audience that listens in, hears what Yona is saying and understands the context and the person that it's coming from. This is a person who literally specializes in a very critical, important part of commercial real estate transactions, meaning cost segregation. Right. And I'm not trying to pitch Yonah's services because I, I think he's extremely competent, but I will just say, even having the knowledge and the skills and experience he does, he still doesn't necessarily know if he wants to go all in on asset management. And right. so think about that. I mean, if you're working in a day job and you're a marketer or you are a product software developer, I sure hope you're sitting there mapping out your day before you decide to say i want to go and manage a 200 unit asset <laughs> meaning i mean it's it's a, it's a it's an apartment building guys and, right. and so like it, it's um it's a, something you should reflect on you should not go just drop fifty thousand dollars on a coaching program thinking this you're going to wake up the next day and suddenly turn into the grant cardone it's a it's a lifestyle choice right as well um and, and so i think that lifestyle choice for me was an easy one because i'm based in the bay area which we talked about already and I just want to mention, like, I'm not planning on moving. I love the, the markets we invest in. You know, we focus in places like Texas, the Carolinas, Colorado, Idaho. Those are our markets right now. Um, and we focus on growth markets that are recession resilient. We help passive investors go there. And, and this ain't a pitch. I'm just sharing that because I love to visit them. I don't plan on living there. I need people who are there, competent, boots on mm-hmm. the ground, experienced people. I trust them after I vet the heck out of them. And that's, what I, that's how we help one, of the, one of the ways we help our investors. And so yeah. Yeah, there's just so many ways to get involved and, and you don't have to go jump in into a very saturated, already saturated space right. and carve out your name to be the next, the next Sam Zell or right. the next Grant Cardone.
1: <laughs> but with that being said, there is still a lot of room because even if you're all, are a marketing person, mm-hmm. you, may, you may have something to bring to the table on a management team that you can totally. partner with You know, definitely don't necessarily think about doing everything yourself, but finding the right partners like you've done is really something that, you know, is much more readily available and and easier, you know, a much easier barrier to break.
0: Totally. And I think that that I appreciate you bringing it back around because anyone that knows me on a personal level, I think understands like, I've got to be one of the most encouraging, positive, optimistic people that you're going to interact with. And so I'm also a guy who coached people for 13 years, which is why I don't personally offer and I won't plan on offering any type of coaching program. That was a chapter of my life that is closed. Informally, I'm always happy to help where I can and I'm going to be very encouraging, but a great coach doesn't sit there and sell you false dreams. A great coach tells you exactly where you stand and how you can get to the next step if you're committed to walking the step. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, what, what Yona just said is absolutely the case. There's abundance the world is abundant. There, there, there's truly plenty to go around, but it's only going to be available for the people that treat their job like, like a business and not a hobby. Right. And, and, and that's the kind of the key difference, right?
1: Yeah, 100%. That's awesome. Now, there is what to be said about investing passively as a hobby, right? Or as a side hustle and trading totally. uh, you know, uh, an extra stream of revenue from this apartment building or, or that self-storage property or this commercial investment and bringing more wealth to you and, and building that by just investing passively, which again, as you mentioned before, a lot of people don't know about that. You know, people are taught about the, their 401ks and, you know, <laughs> and the stock market. And I don't even Absolutely. want to open that up. <laughs> I'm just saying. That.
0: Well, well, I mean, I, I was like, <laughs> let's see if we can get through this without mentioning a particular stock. I I, I think I think we can do it. Um, I, I will just mention briefly that, like, I haven't looked at a single stock account value in the past two weeks, which I think I know that we want to make evergreen content here. So I'll just say I, I love real estate for that reason. <laughs> you know, and, and frankly, like I even bought 2019. I am thankful at this moment. I bought a heck a, a, a pretty good amount of uh, silver bullion. So, you know, for for, for what it's worth. I think thoughtful consistent execution on a good strategy that makes sense for a person is is always going to be a win regardless of the context of the of the investing uh, landscape you know yeah. and so i just wanted to mention briefly too that you know i think um, as people are trying to like carve their own you know journeys and figure out their own plan the thing that that's, that was a key takeaway for me i that i wish i had understood earlier in my working career and it just frank, frankly in my own financial literacy i mean i was dropping you know <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars into a 401k for like over a decade and couldn't use any of that to impact my lifestyle. Now, if you get a company match, of course, like if I had, every time I was offered a company match, I'd use that company match. So I'm not, not like anti, I I'm just saying you can make decisions to better stabilize like Mm -hmm. your family and your household. And I'm not a financial advisor. This is not advice, despite the fact this is wise advice. Um, I will just say that like having only active income from your day job in a time when we're in this really truly uncharted 100 year event global pandemic economy scenario that that is how i define risk it, mm-hmm. it is the number of income streams going into a household and i watched my dad the active broker guy for 30 years build this incredibly high-flying career like we were we did so great for, for many years we were one of the top residential brokers in the country in the 90s and then we hit some incredibly challenging personal headwinds. I lost my brother to cancer when he was, you know, basically a kid. It was many years ago, and then uh, parents got divorced, which is pretty common in those cases. And then his business crumbled, and then all this other stuff. Our income had one stream, and it went down a lot. And when you see that happen, you realize you can't, you can't. If you build your household that way, you're on very shaky thin ice. So how can you go out and reshape mm. your understanding as an investor? just to get some more income streams, whether it's active, cool, passive, cool. Just, just diversify a little bit, build a side hustle, you know, like, but there's no wrong way to go do this guys. I would just say like, I wish someone had kind of grabbed me by the shoulders figuratively and shook me um, to to realize like, you can do this really anytime you want. You you just have to commit to a path and do it.
1: And for anyone who listening to this is like, what, you know, so many side hustles, you know, I've literally seen you know, blogs on bigger Pockets, and there's a whole podcast in there and YouTube videos with lists and lists and lists. Okay, guys, so all you have to do is after you finish this podcast, go to Google <laughs> and type in side hustles, you know, whatever, and I'm sure you'll f- find one thing at least on there that can be even a small little, you know, commitment that can produce a, another stream of re- revenue. And really anyone can do that. Yeah. Let me ask you right now in your career as, as you basically started over, I mean, like like you said, you, you both had, you know, great careers and you've started over kind of. So what's your biggest challenge right now in terms of building this that you're faced with?
0: Gosh, this is, I'm going to give two, two very brief answers. One, One is personal. One is professional. Um, I think the hardest part of winning in life is realizing once you've won And you can, you can downshift and appreciate what you've got. Now that is a timeless question. I doubt a single human being out there has ever solved. Meaning like, it's like sitting there in a moment of stillness. Can you achieve stillness? Like, can you achieve the point where you have enough money in the bank? You've gotten to the point where you're doing okay. Your family's okay. I don't need a yacht. You know, I, I, I really don't need a mansion. I do want to be a great dad, a present husband. That's why I'm doing this in the first place. I don't want an empire. I don't want a unit count. We've worked on a lot of units. doesn't matter to me that much. Um, what matters to me is being the guy who can drop my kids off to school, being available to read books to them at night and playing a lot of music and guitar. That's what all the tattoos have to do with this <laughs> all, this, all the metal band stuff. Um, and so that, 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 that's the personal one. It's like, but once you get there, can you downshift? Can mm-hmm. you just turn off your email and truly be present? And art number two would be on a professional front. The more success you achieve, the more options you typically have. Saying no is easily the hardest challenge in professional success and because you're going to see more options. And just because you're, shoved, you're presented with options daily, that doesn't mean you should, you should be saying yes to any of them. And, and it's not a personal thing. It's not about likability with other people. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's, it has to do with, you know what you're going for goal-wise, and are you going to be present in that moment to say no in service of being available? for the thing you should say yes to. Right. And so that's gotta be it. Sorry if that was longer winded.
1: That was great, that was awesome. Let's jump right into the final four here. Spencer, the first question we ask all our guests is what is the worst job that you've ever had?
0: Oh man, part-time job I took in college. I signed up to an author. I was going to school at University of Colorado in Boulder. Go Buffs. She had a 400 page manuscript she had printed out and then her computer crashed. She needed someone to transcribe her novel. This novel was about cowboys and aliens and a little bit of spirituality mixed in. Um, she wanted an exact an exact typing of it and no correction to spelling, which was actually a relatively tall order. Um, and so that that was the most awful job I've ever taken. I thought I would whip it out really fast and it was not easy at all. It was awful. That was it.
1: That's, that sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> oh, man. okay um second question for you is what is a book that you've read obviously not that novel but what's one that's given you a paradigm shift
0: you know this is right on the money for the same theme about saying no essentialism uh essentialism by greg mckeown uh i think i've listened to it now three times i'm a big audiobook guy these days it's just harder to find time to sit sure. down and read but it because it all tells you it tells you actual ways to say no compassionately in mm. service of staying laser focused on what your actual goals that you're trying to achieve are. And so I think that's honestly where most people fall off is, is the social grace and the social awkwardness that they don't want to absorb uh, is why they, they, they just say, okay, sure. I'll, I'll have that coffee with you. Despite the fact it's completely opposite of what I need to get done right now.
1: Right. No, I'm more all guilty of that uh, to some extent or another, but that's, you know, definitely that's on my list already. Cause it has been mentioned before on this uh, podcast so You just got to, The great thing about having this is I have a huge reading list for for everyone on this side, but definitely uh, we'll get to that one for sure soon. Uh, Third question for you, what's a skill or talent that you'd like to learn?
0: Uh, Oh gosh, this is going to be super duper nerdy. um, But I do think that the, so I mentioned I I play a lot of music. Um, So I play a lot of guitar. I would like to be able to record my own and produce my own music at some point. You know, it's not going to be an overnight thing, uh, but that's it. That'd be it.
1: Oh, very cool. Awesome. There you go. That's a great uh, challenge to make. Fourth and final question. What does success mean to you?
0: Success means to me optionality and being able to give back to others. You know, I, I think truly that Uh, It's not about how much stuff you have, as corny as this might sound for folks, like uh, this is what I actually believe. I I would be blissful if I can have, you know, geographical autonomy and and choice to be able to live abroad with our boys, you know, who are too young for that right now. But like if 10 years from now, we can live in another country for a year. And that's actually both logistically and economically uh, achievable and health, you know, our health is good, knock on wood, and it still is. That that's that success to me. And then assuming that that we've earned that 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 right, um, also being able to give back consistently, regularly, and meaningfully to others. Mm-hmm.
1: Great idea. And you know there are a lot of options out there. Obviously there are tons of charities and everything like that. But that's that's so important. Um, you know when people make that as a part of their uh, of their business plan. You know how are we giving back? And and there's t- lots of impact investing and these types of things out there as well. But. um, totally. There's something uh, very profound about that.
0: Completely agree.
1: Well, awesome. Spencer, where can our listeners find you or reach out to you if they choose to?
0: Yeah, uh, probably two places. You know, so we, we just launched a brand new website uh, beginning of the year okay, uh, at amazing. madisoninvesting.com. And so check us out there. If you folks can and create a profile for free, it's, it's a non-obligation thing. Um, and then on LinkedIn, of course, I mentioned earlier, uh, I, I really want to just hit this hit, hit home on this point too, Yona, that like, I used LinkedIn as a uh, as a tool, like most people do traditionally, as like a job recruiting thing for a decade. And, but then, in the past couple of years, I, I kind of opened my eyes to what it could be, an incredibly powerful thing. And that would not have happened without without Yona, without you, Yona. Well, so thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's it's just a fact, man. Like like it was it was very eye opening and educational. So please of come and connect with me on LinkedIn. Follow my internet rantings. Sometimes they might be a little bit contrarian for your liking, but in which case uh, the unfollow button works as well. That's um, so, right. <laughs> I, but, but please do reach out. I promise. And we'll play.
1: I love the contrarian uh, of you. And I, I appreciate the kind words and appreciate all the content you put out there. It really is something different. A lot of people aren't, aren't going down the route that, you know, the path that that you put out there. So finding your own path is always the best way to go. And, um, and thank you so much again for, for your time. Thanks for making the time for us and sharing this conversation with me today.
0: Yeah, it's just fun. Thank you so much. And I'm honored.
1: Awesome. Well, and to our listeners, remember the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast, what that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating or review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn. Send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.